Goosebumps number 43, The Beast from the East by R.L. Stein. He's a real animal. Every beast for himself. Ginger Wald and her identical twin brothers, Nat and Pat, are lost in the woods. No problem. After all, Ginger did go to that stupid nature camp. Still, there's something odd about this part of the woods. The grass is yellow, the bushes are purple, and the trees are like skyscrapers. Then Ginger and her brothers meet the beasts. They're big, blue, furry creatures, and they want to play a game. The winners get to live, the losers get eaten. Listener beware, you're in for a scare. from the east wow he's jumping right into it just like this book i'm jumping right Right into into it the beast from the east is another one of those books that i feel like would make a great animated episode oh i was thinking that while i was reading it but daniel we didn't even say hi oh my goodness i'm daniel (laughs) montgomery i'm matthew scott montgomery and i'm gonna try not to speak in a southern accent this episode gonna be hard we are i can do it the terror twins i can do it and we love goosebumps yeah we do we love it more in any time you guys, it's if you're listening to this live, it's July. <laughs> it's and happy Fourth of July, Julie. Happy Fourth of July, Julie. And 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 July means well, July 2017 means it is the 25th, 25th anniversary, anniversary of Goosebumps. Ow. Oh, my ears. Ouch. July 1992 was when uh, Welcome to Dead House, Stay Out of the Basement, and Monster Blood, um, when they were originally published and came out. So it is 25 years, 25 years this month. And it's 25 years all year long, of course. And we will be celebrating. Um, We are, Matthew (laughs) and I are currently are watching. We're spending time with a different Goosebumps book and episode every day this month. And just like living our best lives. And Basically, what it we've so been much. doing since the beginning of July is we're watching the television series in order. So it's like on July first, we watched Welcome to Dead House. We're watching July. the television show, uh, television episodes in order of the books. That's right. So like, um, you know, January, January, July first, we watched Welcome to Dead House. In July second, stay out of the basement. July third, Monster, Monster Blood. Blood. July fourth, say cheese and die. But then July fifth, there ain't no TV episode for the Curse of the Mummy's Tomb, so we just skipped ahead to Let's, Let's get, get invisible. invisible. And we're just going in order and having the time of our lives, uh, our after lives. It's been Woo! so much fun. I hope you guys are celebrating in your own special way or your own nasty way. Get nasty, Nick to nasty. Uh, I want to give a quick shout out at the beginning. Shout, shout out to Jean. Um, I'm wearing all kinds of Goosebumps gear this month in celebration. Yes, you are, honey. And we have a listener named Jake Harker who made Camp Jelly Jam shirts. Matthew and I both have one. And I got a stain on mine. And he was kind enough 
um, to hook me up with another one. That is so nice. Isn't that cool? Uh, so you can get your own Camp Jelly Jam shirt. It, it's just a perfect shirt. It's the perfect summary shirt, you guys. It's the Lord's Truth. You can get it at um, Redbubble. His name is Laser Wolf X on Redbubble. Or I think you can search on Redbubble. You can. I think you've just the name of the shirt is only the best. Which is just perfect. And he sent me a... Wow, a, someone really a, gets it. A sweet tweet that was like, you can, you know, this shirt is for you and for all your other friends or anybody else you know that wants to be the best. Only, only the, the best. best. Wow, that's really great. Sometimes so, everything's great. Sometimes it's so great. So get a Camp Jelly Jam shirt at Redbubble. Um, <clears throat> Dan and I both have ours, have one. And, and sometimes w- w- if we're going to place at the same time, I'm like, are you wearing the Camp Jelly Jam shirt tonight? Or like, we'll make sure we're not. Or we plan to wear it at the same time. And so thank you, Jake Harker. Um, b- get one of those Camp Jelly Jam shirts. They're just the absolute tits so let's get into the beast from the east uh the beast from the east does not have a tv episode i feel like again. this one you and you guys will find out pretty soon why there's no television episode because i don't know how it they, they just happen. couldn't possibly do it and this is like well, i feel like this is a real deep cut of the goosebumps series well that's funny that you say that because our friend joe i was talking with him the other day about the, the our next episode and he said the beast in the east <clears> is one of his favorites by the way can we give a belated shout out to john claft because his favorite goosebumps book of all time is egg, egg monsters, monsters from mars. mars and we did not even give john a shout out last episode sorry about it love you john dj john claft it's so funny when uh when we go through these episodes because different people say like oh that book's my favorite or this oh one's my, my gosh favorite. you know esteban the other night the guy yes. came over and um we were like, I had a flirty little sweet little night the other night and like this guy came over and we were talking about um, horror and goosebumps and stuff like that and his, the one that scared him the most as a kid and gave him nightmares forever was Revenge of the Lawn Gnomes, the TV episode. Wow, I can see that. And he remembered that like his entire life. I mean, tell us who what your favorite episodes are, especially if they're coming up um, in the series. Let us know. Tell us which ones you're, you're you're itching and scratching for. I know we've already heard some fans that are like, The Haunted School, The Haunted School. I can't wait for th- The Haunted School and The Curse of Camp Cold Lake. Gosh. Those are two of the best of the entire series, and they're at the tail end of the series. I know. Gosh, they're so good. Anyway, back to The Beast and the East. Shout out to Joe. Shout, shout out to Joe. Shout out to... So, Matthew, tell me about this cover of this book. <clears throat> well... This is it, the cover's kind of crazy, you guys. It's I, kind of wild. I, I love for you to Google it, and then I also want to talk about the French cover, which is absolutely terrifying. Oh, I don't think I, I've seen the. French you didn't cover. look at the French cover, Daniel. No. While I'm just while while I'm describing the the American version, I need you to look up the French version. Okay. It's on the Goosebumps Wiki page. Okay. So this one, you know, the colors. This one's only been printed a few times, right? And like this one also. Um, because there's no TV I think episode. Twice it's only been printed twice, and it's but it's going to be printed later this year. If I know we're dating ourselves, but in September 2017, it, there's a, a retro Goosebumps tin that's coming out. Oh, it already came out. It already came out. Yeah, you can order it now. I thought it's not released until September. I swear you can order it now. Well, there's five books in a Goosebumps tin that are class quote classic Goosebumps books, which are Monster Blood, The Beast from the East, um, Why I'm Afraid of Bees. And I forget the other one. And then Legend of the Lost Legend, which we will get to in a, in a few episodes from now. But anyway, the Beast from the East, the two colors that, that are in this original print are kind of like a, um, a sexy, dark purple blue. And then like in um, a creamy indigo. And the cover of the book is like kind of a sci-fi kind of scene where it's like crazy colored, kooky old Dr. Wild, Seuss plants. vibrant, And then there's like this like colors. twisted tree vine thing. And then there's a furry blue monster bear beast that's giving reaching out for a high five and this book this cover although i think it is absolutely gorgeous and i know tim jacobus 
does the covers before Arlstein starts writing the book. Yeah. But I mean, this creature looks nothing like the creature in the book. Not exactly. No. But mm. I mean, the, the creatures will, 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 the beasts will very soon be talking about them. They're kind of loosely described as bears. And I feel they like. They are? Yeah. Aren't they? I, I, I didn't. I did not pick up on that. Okay, I thought I read. I thought I read. Can we just talk about the fact that in front of you right now, Daniel is an action figure of a blue beast? Oh wow, that's true. <laughs> like from X Men, there's a blue beast hanging in front of. I me. have my toys around here. Uh, yeah. Well, we'll get into the description of the beast. I don't remember. I, I had you know me. I even drew this this beast out. This creature out. I'll let Daniel. Daniel's are smarter. I'll let him take all that's that stuff. That's true. Um. So I, I because I like had to wrap my brain. Well, well, let's get into. Okay, it. Okay, let's just do let's it. Let's just get into it. Also, why, why wait? I know we keep talking about let's just get into it, but that's one thing about this book is it doesn't like mince words or fuck around. Like we're knee deep into some crazy ass shit, which in three chapters of this book, and this is I feel like the most wild sci-fi one we've had so far. Yes, it's the, very much like adventure. A lot of the, a lot of the Goosebumps books, and to be honest, my favorites are like the domestic ones where things are happening at home with dolls and ghosts. But this one's like fucking weird. Yeah, this weird. feels very similar to the vein of. How I Got My Shrunken Head, The Abominable Snowman of Pasadena. Yes, it's like one of those like monstery sci-fi Jumanji stuff. All right, here we go. So this book came out in May 1996, and our protagonist is a girl named Ginger. Ginger Wald. Ginger Wald. She has two um, I, brothers. I imagine her as Deborah and Wall the whole Aww. time. Well, she has two brothers. They are twins. They're younger, <clears throat> and they're annoying. Nat and Pat, lol. And the book starts Although off- they're not as, you know, usually we have annoying little brother and sister. These aren't too annoying. They're not too bad. Yeah, they're not They're not too bad. Um, Ginger, of course, is 12 years old, as are all Goosebumps protagonists. And um, Nat and Pat are short little skinny kids with round faces, big brown eyes, brown hair parted down the middle, straight down the sides. How 1996. Um, baggy faded jeans and black and red skater t-shirts with slogans that no one can understand. Oh, wow. So actually, now that, now that I say that all out loud, they're, they're pretty cool. Yeah. Um, they're going on a camping trip uh, w- as a family, mom, dad, Ginger, Nat, and Pat. They're walking through the woods. I like to say that the book starts off with... This kind of cool, kind of creepy idea that doesn't really um, deliver exactly. Mm. But, like, it starts off with Ginger remembering as a child her um, mom telling her, don't let the bed bugs bite. And her dad singing her the teddy bear's picnic and how it would leave her itching and shaking for hours. She said she thought the idea of teddy teddy bear picnic was very scary. Like the idea of bears like hopping around. Maybe that's in why the I thought the, the beasts look like bears because that's how we in, were introed into it. Maybe, maybe, maybe. So I thought that was pretty cute. So they're like climb. They're like not climbing. They're walking through the woods. Nat keeps climbing the trees. That's like sort of his thing. He loves climbing trees. And Pat keeps playing on his Game Boy. And they're like, "Oh, get off your Game Boy, Pat." They stop for lunch by a stream. Um, this is still first chapter and they find a little grassy spot where they can set up by this, this a little grassy knoll and that's going to be great for camping. And Nat and Pat sort of like are, are sort of wrestling with each other and, and mom and dad are kind of over it and they're like, get out of here. Try to go for a walk or something. Try to lose them. Okay. They're like, yeah, get these two out of here while we set up Ginger, just take them into the woods. And so Ginger and Nat and Pat walk through the woods and they play hide and seek in the woods and Ginger's it. And she finds Nat hiding way up in the trees. He must be part chimpanzee. Oh, and she's like, all right, you guys, we've had enough. It's twins like us. Oh yeah. We're twins. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) We're Nat. Who's Nat and who's Pat. Um, who likes to climb trees and who likes Game Boys? I feel like I'm Nat and you're Pat. I don't know. 
I don't know about that. What? I feel like I'm the one who's going to, like, kind of cause trouble at first, but, like, you'll be there in the end. All right. That's cool. So uh, Ginger's like, let's go back. She was, and like, do you know Do you know the way back? And, and Ginger's like, sure I do. I went to nature camp. Uh, I think I know my way around the woods. Oh, wait, I never paid attention in nature camp. Wait, I was there for two weeks. I didn't pay no attention. So they end up actually sort of finding <clears throat> sort of finding their way back because they get, they, they get back to the stream. So they're like, all right, we'll just follow the stream down. We know that they're right by that stream. Just around the river bit. Yes, exactly. And then they get back to where... The, the camping spot is, but it's empty? Wait, do what? And then they realize, oh, no, wait, this isn't the camping spot. It's just a spot that looks similar to the camping spot. Oh, no, we're Lewis. This isn't it. And um, Nat and Pat complain. They're like, oh, where where are we then? And Nick's like, Nate's like, Ginger, come on, and picks up a stick and waves it in her face. And she grabs the stick and, like, throws it away from her. But on the stick is some yellow, sour-smelling sap that ends up staining her hand. Things are about to get... Things are about to get weird. And she's like, let's just keep following the stream. And as they follow it, the water becomes murkier, and the air becomes cooler, and they the trees become closer together, and they notice <clears throat> these weird bushes. They're short and squat with blue umbrella-like leaves. Here I want to right now call out a little bit the back of the, the summary of this book, where it's like, the grass is yellow, the bushes are purple, and it's like kind of not exactly right. A stage like him crashing down. I want it to be perfect. I want it to be exactly right. Black Swan. So they, are, they're like, what are these weird bushes? They hear a noise on the other side of these sort of shrubs. Dad. Like, is that mum and dad? Mom. And they go to investigate it and they come across this massive clearing with rust colored grass. Yellow grass. Giant purple cabbage plants. Purple bushes. And these trees surround, the trees surrounding the clearing are like skyscrapers with branches that stick straight out that are perfect for climbing, covered in red moss. Elizabeth moss. And not only that, weird yellow gourds are hanging from braided vines from the trees. Did you get that on film? And Nat goes to climb a tree and Ginger's like, stop, stop. And as she grabs the tree to like pull him down, the, that red moss on the tree turns her hand red. What? So yellow now she's got a yellow red. Stain and a red stain on her hand. Orange hand, my favorite. And then they see this little creature who's like the size of a chipmunk, all brown with a white patch around one eye with a bushy with bushy with a bushy tail and floppy ears like a little Benny and two big front teeth like a beaver and they're like what is that? Same. Like I don't even know what that is. And then they see a footprint that is three times the size of Ginger's. Whoa, Jurassic Park. And then the ground starts shaking and trembling. And they hear a roar, and that they hear branches snapping, and then they see a huge beast coming through the trees. When dinosaurs ruled the earth. Now, I want to give a description of this beast, all right? Okay. Now, I don't know if this is a, a description for the beast for the rest of the book, or this is just one beast. I think this is how the beasts look in general, and each one has a distinguishing characteristic. Mm, it's all about personality. So the beast was so tall. It was huge. So tall that its head touched the middle branches. It had a narrow, pointy head over a long neck. Its eyes shone like bright green marbles. Shaggy blue fur covered every part of its body. Its long, furry tail thumped heavily on the ground. The weirdest creature I'd ever seen. It had, um, let's see where, I'm, I'm skipping forward. A long snout. 
uh, two rows of sharp yellow teeth rose up from purple gums, and one long jagged fang slid down over the creature's chin. And that it and it sniff it sniffs the air and wiggles its hairy pointed ears. Like, what does this thing look like? I don't know a lot of things. To me, it looks like I don't know, like Henson Muppet dark, like puppet dark crystal Too sort of scary. creatures. Yeah, that's Did you how look I think at the looks. French cover? Did you see it? Yes, the French cover is very If you guys scary. look up that one, it looks like a monkey, or like a skeleton monkey. But that's not how it was just described. No, but I just think that cover looks really scary. To me, it's like a weird furry blue dinosaur with a long floppy tail. See, I keep seeing like an anteater aardvark kind of long yes, snout kind of thing. That's right. But you're right. Is not, uh, the, the cover of the book looks like a blue teddy bear It looks picnic. like a cute blue teddy bear. Yeah, yeah. With like angry... Uh, fuchsia hands i don't know why don't you guys draw what you think it looks like and tweet it at us yeah could you please so the creature (laughs) this big creature is like sniffing the air and then it looks right at them no please and so then they hide quickly hide behind the purple cabbage plants and watch as the creature gets on all fours its tail swinging and banging trees and knocking down sounds like me on saturday night (laughs) and goes and begins to get closer and closer and so close that its tail brushes against ginger Mm, sounds like me on Saturday night. And then it stands up, picks something out of its fur, and eats it and smiles. And she goes, oh my gosh, it was so tall. It was so tall. It must be eight feet. Wow. And to me, I was like, I thought it was much bigger than that. Well, you have to keep in mind they're cheering. That's true, but I always want them to be bigger. Eight feet, eight feet. Yeah. I want it to be bigger. Yeah. Anyway, that's still pretty scary, I guess. So, the, but then it goes back into the trees. Like, wow, we're safe now. But then the trembling returns and it comes right back. Chapter three. And Ginger's like, oh no. So she picks up a gourd to throw it to the other side of the like clearing and distract it so they can run away and escape. But then she notices that more creatures appear. There's in fact, two dozen of grunting and growling and jabbering creatures. And there's one of them who has hairless folds of skin under his chin. Ew, sick. And then there's another one that's like a tiny little baby one. And they all like eat those yellow gourds. And Ginger's like, maybe they're vegetarians. Most animals only eat meat or the one or the other either meat or no meat guess she did pay attention to that stupid old nature camp she said except she said um so if they eat gourds maybe they only eat vegetables and fruits but then she remembered one animal that does do both and that's bears and bears is dangerous even though they don't look like bears that's correct and the one with the the folding weird sort of chin thing stands in the center and sort of starts talking to them and gesturing and saying and then they all quickly disperse into the woods and it looks like they're hunting for something and ginger's like i know what they're hunting for they're hunting for us end of chapter one and ginger's like you know we should stay put if you get lost that's what you're supposed to do Zad said if we get lost we should stay where we are and then they'll come and find us but nat and pat are like no 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 we should go they're find like, them. Fuck that shit there's more of us than there are of mom and dad they so have, have a greater chance of finding them <clears throat> So as they leave, they see like the that rusty grass move, that rusty old grass, that rusty yellow grass, and they're like, "Run!" And they realize, "Oh, it's just a squirrel." Oh, ah. squirrel! You, I'm scared. You scared me. But because of that scare, that scary moment of rustling, Pat has already run deep into the woods. Mm, moments in the woods. This was just a moment in the woods. Our moment, shimmering and lovely and sad. Leave the moment, just be glad for the moment that we had. Every moment is a moment when you're in the woods. 
And then the creatures appear again from all sides, and they circle Nat and Ginger, and they growl. No, please. And the one with the weird flabby chin steps forward, and Ginger notices she can see black insects crawling all in its fur. They say that a few times. They, the people who wrote this book, say it a few times in... This in this out, it's like when you get really close to the beasts, you can see these tiny black insects in their fur, and I think that makes me feel sick. Oh, I'm going to be sick. And it's the creature lumbers towards Ginger and then slaps Ginger hard on the shoulder and says, You're it. End of act one. <gasps> and she's like, What? You can talk? And he's like, Yes, we have a universal language adapter. Now you're it. And she's bitch. like, Dude, what are you talking about? And he says, you're the beast from the east. And he introduces himself and says, I'm Flag. And this is Spork. And Spork is one of the beasts that has one of his eyes is missing and he has a nasty black scar on his face. So Flag is the one with the folds of, of hairless skin underneath his chin. Yes. You know what it makes me think of? Clem from Buffy. Oh. Ugh. Because Clem has folds of hairless skin hanging yes. underneath. That's Clem from Buffy. This is Flag from Goosebumps. Are you following? I think so. And she's like, um, that's cool. Nice to meet you guys. Have you seen my mom and dad? And they're like, oh, there are others around? And and they're like, well, if you can't find them, then they can't play. Sorry, you're it. And all the creatures start ch- stomping and chanting, play, 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 play. play and Flex says, this is the best game, yes. but you are too slow to win. Now run before I count to trell. <laughs> And she's like, what are you talking about? What if we don't want to play what game? He says, you have to. And points to a sign that has been hanging there that says, game in season. Don't you want to play? It's a game. A game of survival. And he says, you have until the sun sinks behind the gullah willow at the edge of the woods. Okay, so you guys, are you following what's happening here? There's a bunch of um, eight-foot-tall, not-bear-looking beasts. One of them's name is Flag. One of them's name is Spork, who's, like, missing an eye. They're playing a game called the Beast from the East. Ginger is tagged. She's it. And they have until the sun sinks behind the gullah willow to stop playing. Yeah, we get it. And Ginger's like, right, guys? And Ginger's like, I have so many questions. And they just laugh and laugh and laugh. But instead of laughing, they make this ugly, choking, gagging sound like this. Like this. She says, if you're it when the... He says, if you're it when the sun goes down, you lose. And then we nibble on the losers. We We nibble nibble on them them until dinner time. And then we eat them. And Ginger's like, well... I'm not going to play until I know all the rules. That's right. I can't play. I don't know all the rules. And then as she says that, a cloud passes over the sun, and Spork and Fleg say, Made in the shade. Made in the shade. Made in the shade. And then once it passes, they say, all right, timeout has been too long. Let's play. Okay, so it's it's simple. Here Here are the the rules rules from the Beast in the East, you guys, to play. The rules are, Gling. You must always attack from the East. The brown squares are free lunch squares, and anyone can eat you in those squares. Z. You must be at least three feet tall to play. You must play. And and Flag is like, uh, um, I can't wait to eat you guys. You'll be very tasty with some sweet and sour sauce or something spicy. Now it's time to play. play. And they all scatter off and run away. 
play. And Ginger's like, oh gosh, what are we going to do, Nat? What are we going to do? I think this is so nuts because like we're just thrown into this like sci-fi world with these talking beasts very early in the book. And it's like, okay, we're just playing. Yes, you know, there, we go. There's no running to mom and dad really and being like, this nope. dummy did this thing or like the gnomes. No, and Ginger's like, I guess we have to play. And she's like, where are you going to go in play? this weird forest? Play, come she- on, DJ, play that song. Yes, Christina Milian and Jennifer Lopez. Yeah, that's the hotness right One of those like little creatures Just falls from the trees, one of the creatures from earlier, and it nuzzle, uh, nuzzles, nuzzles up against Ginger's leg and then s- gurgles and sort of snaps its four rows of teeth. At I them. love how sometimes Arlstein just loves to throw in like arbitrary like numbers of rows of teeth with certain monsters. It's like they had six rows of teeth, four rows of teeth. I gave this a lot of thought. Yes, same here. And she's like, what is going on? This cre- this w- These woods are probably filled with all kinds of nasty creatures. Promise. She's like, all right, let's see if we can just make our way back to mom and dad. We have to find the stream again. And they find it and follow it. And they're staying low. And Ginger at one point like sort of slips and grabs a bush and it stains her hand blue. So now she has blue, yellow, and red stains on her hand. Primary colors. And then they see a footprint. They realize, oh my God, it's Pat's footprint. It fits Nat's perfectly. And they're like, oh, we're going to find Pat. So they follow his prints through the woods and the trees are getting closer and closer together, so close that the sun starts to disappear. And they hear this growl. And they're like, oh no. So they run. When did we lose Pat? Early on, before the beast showed up, remember? Oh, okay. Remember that squirrel jumped out and, like, scared? They thought it was something scary, and so they Pat ran off to the woods. Sorry, I just slept on that. Yeah. I, I said it. The listeners got me. They got me good. Mm. So they're running through the woods, and because they hear this growl, and something warm and wet wraps itself around Ginger, and she sees all these yellow vines that are, like, covering everything in this part of the woods, forming, like, a net between trees, and they have to, like, leap and dodge and avoid these weird vines that keep trying to wrap themselves around uh, Nat and Ginger. And the the vines end up grabbing her legs and pulling her, pulling her down, 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 and she sees that the vines have black eyes. She realizes they're not vines. They're snakes. This is so scary. Ew, sick. And There's start- a lot of snakes in Goosebumps books. I know. There's bats a lot. We've It's been a little while since bats, but I was like, oh no, snakes and again? And bugs. There are a lot of bugs. Oh, what a bad hair day. Ugh. So the the snakes start coiling around her and like squeezing her tighter and tighter. She says, help me, Nat. Their dry bodies rubbing against her and hissing their prickly cold tongues that flick out at her. And they start coiling around Black her so tight tongues. that she starts to lose feeling in parts of her body. And Nat is starting to be um, wrapped up in snakes too and can't help her. And then they hear a and Fleg pops out of the bushes and says, oh, double snake eyes. Congrats. 20 points. And he's like, oh, man, I better play harder or you're going to win. And she's like, help, we get these snakes off of us. He says, but why? They might bite you. And then you'll get a triple hisser. That's 60 <laughs> points. I think it's so funny that, like, in this game, you know, these arbitrary things with points. But, like, kind of if you, like, get hurt or horrible things happen to you, you get more points. And, like, oh, double snake eyes, that's 20. Triple hisser, it's it's 60. Like, oh, no, they might bite you. It's just, can you just get them off, please? I had a triple hisser last week. Oh, my <laughs> goodness. 
wouldn't it? Wow, I don't think I'm going to do it again, though. <gasps> wow. <laughs> and Fleg is like, fine, I'll get them off, and starts to tickle the snakes. And it's so t- nice of Fleg to tickle the snakes. And he tickles the snakes real good so they wriggle off of her body and, and sniggle off into the woods. That's how my triple hisser ended. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> And 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 he's like, all right, fine. Before he runs off, he pops his head back at, between the trees and says, you know, you could have tagged me. <laughs> Woo! And runs off. And Ginger's like, oh, I get it. It's like tag. I need to tag him. And I'm like, girl, I could have told you, day. Wait, did we also point out you have to tag from the east? Yes, that was the first. That was the first rule. Wow, I'm just falling asleep today. You even said it out loud yourself. Wow, well, Matthew. You, you, well, I read it to you. You read the you read the number, which was like trell or something. I just need. I need a nap. I need a nat. And Nat goes running after going running after Fleg, trying to sort of like I don't know, like chase him down so Ginger can. Send, tag him and she's like no wait and she grab picks up an orange rock and throws it at him to get her his attention oh and no she her hand is stained orange so now, now it's her- red yellow blue and orange that's correct and they kind of argue for orange a second and ginger's favorite. like wait what is that and she they look down and see that they are standing on around some animal bones and that they are on a brown patch of ground you guys know what that means do you remember square. it's a free <sighs> Did I give it away? No, you just go ahead. Go ahead. Tell the whole book. All right. You go. You go. Okay. And so then um, she's on a free lunch square and I can't do it without Daniel. That's <laughs> <laughs> like, all right, we should trick. We should trick Flag into coming back and then surprise him and jump out and tag him. Oh, and that's like. You know, part chimpanzee climbing gnat tree, yes. tree climbing gnat. Nat's like, I'm going to go climb up in a tree. And if I can go higher up in the tree, this sequence is really horrifying to me. It is. This he is climbs up scary. in this tree. He's like, if I can go up in this tree, I can look all around this magical Dr. Seuss forest and I can see where the other beasts are. And then we can go find them. So he finds this really big tree with tons of branches that have little gold leaves all Hot. around it. And he gets near the top, and as he gets near the top, Ginger can't even see him anymore. She notices that the trunk of the tree starts to swish. 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 Bish. And then shake. And then all of the branches start bending at 90-degree angles like arms. Nodding, like the knots being elbows. And the tree like starts... the knots on the branches are actually elbows. And the tree starts reaching towards itself, like the arms kind of growing out and like trying to attack Nat. All the branches start reaching up towards Nat. And the branches grab him and start squeezing him tight. And then they start slapping him and whipping him with their Sounds branch like arms. Sounds like Saturday night. Wow, quadruple hisser. And they start pulling him down from the top towards like the center of the tree near the bottom. I couldn't quite understand this, but the branches start pulling him into the center of the tree. I was imagining like a super specific violent whomping willow. Yes, exactly. And uh, all the while they are slapping him. Wow, slappy. And Ginger's like, stop it, stop it. And she starts slapping the branches. She realizes, oh, if I tickled the snakes, maybe I can tickle this big trunk. Yeah, let me tickle this tree trunk. And so she starts tickling and tickling the trunk, and the tree starts shaking and shaking and showering gold leaves down onto her. And it's her. gorgeous, and Ginger starts spinning and spinning as the gold leaves fall. That doesn't happen, but, like, I, th- I think that sounds cool. And <laughs> Ginger can finally see Nat sort of appear within the branches, and as, they, uh, you know, as they're being tickled, he breaks free and swings down, and 
um, is safe. And that's like, girl, I saw some beasts. They're behind this big boulder. It'll be so easy to tag them. We should have to run in that direction, come from the east, and there's a clearing with an enormous boulder, and we'll hide out, we'll hide, pop out, and tag those beasts. Then you won't be the beast from the east anymore, Ginger. So they go towards the clearing. They find this huge boulder. Nat hides behind some of the cabbage plants as Ginger sneaks around the boulder and pops out to tag them, but there are no beasts there. Oh. And not only that, but they just they notice that, oh, no, the sun is setting. It's going to be nighttime soon behind the Gullah Willow, Gullah Gullah Island. So Nate Zoom sort of like, Nate inspe- Nat inspects this, why did I say Nate? Nat inspects this the big boulder and sticks his finger in a hole in the rock. And as he sticks his finger in, a crack forms at the top of the rock and it splits open and goes kerplume. Sounds like my Saturday night. And then a big billowing puff of smoke shoots at the top with a big loud boom. <laughs> Is this book ridiculous, you guys? And Fleg immediately appears with another beast. And this beast has a smashed tail. And he says... You touch the penalty rock. I killed Sirius Black. You touch the penalty rock. He says, get in, Glebe. And Glebe is the one with the smashed tail. And they're like, Nat's Ginger's like, well, like we, we, didn't know. Know. We, we didn't know. So Glebe picks up Nat and pretends to drop him and sort of like play with him. All the beasts laugh. And they say, Nat must get his penalty. And then Fleg sees Ginger's hand. And, and sees the orange, the red, the blue, and the yellow. And he goes, Nubloff colors. That's 50, 50 points. points. You know you've what? You've played before. You've played before. You've been acting like you haven't played before, but you know what you're doing with those like, new bluff covers, colors. And so they're like, all right, fine. Instead, we'll just take Nat through it this uh, We'll, we'll just take Nat this way. For our Goosebumps party, we should come in Nubloff colors. You're right. One, our hands should be stained Nubloff colors. All right. I'll write that down. Are you guys writing that down? So they take Nat through a path lined with these big rocks, huge rocks, and then through a tunnel carved into a massive rock that's very tight and crazy, and that leads them into this fresh new clearing. And in this clearing is a large wooden box that looks like a birdcage hanging from a tree with a sign on it that says penalty cage and they're like you're t- it's time to get your penalty so they put nat into the cage he's like screaming like no 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 they lock it with like a twig it's like made of rough wood and ginger's like no 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 stop it when can and Nat's like help when can i get out of here and when and she's like yeah when is he gonna be let out and they and said the oh that's oh. easy when we eat him. Uh, uh, uh. And Ginger's, and Ginger's like, like, I don't understand. I'm the beast from the east. You eat me. And they said, yes. And we eat anyone in the penalty cage. You know that. You, you played, played before, before New Bluff Colors. He says, you can. the only way for him to get out is if he eats a free escape tarantula. And, and like, then, oh, wow. Then quick, quickly thinking Ginger's like, oh, I'm, I'm going I'm to tap his ass. And so she slaps his chest. and goes, um, you're it. And Fleg goes, nope. Nope, I paused the game. Sorry. Try again. And then they run off. <laughs> and like, oh, gosh. And Nat's like, I can kind of see them. and They're going in that direction. Get them. Get them. Ginger's like, fine. So she runs into the woods as the sun is starting to set. And she finds a sleeping beast behind this bush. And she goes to tag she's like, him. I'm going to go tag his ass. Time is running out. Here we go. She goes to tag him. But instead, as she's reaching for him, she falls. And she, falls she keeps down, falling down. Down. Down, 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 deep in the ground, down. screaming and screaming and screaming. No, please. And then finally she hits solid ground hard, and she sees she's in a deep, dark pit with all these roots sticking out the side. Root vegetables. She should be dead, by the way. Yeah. Dead. Bitch. But she decides to I'm try and kidding. use the she's roots not. to climb up, and as she does, they snap, and she lands hard on the floor. 
of the pit. Oh. Where are my elbows and knees? I don't know. We're taking a break from elbows and knees. <sighs> Maybe next episode. So no, probably fading- ghost camp. Yeah, probably. There's Not a good say ch- cheese and die again. There's a I'm good sure. chance of a ghost camp to have elbows and knees. So uh, and heads looks, and shoulders, knees and toes. That's that's right. She looks above her and she can see that because of the like fading light, that the bottom of the pit is a brown square. Oh no, she's in a free lunch square. And she hears Fleg scream. Her ass from, is gonna get eight. That's right. From up above, she's down there, and then Fleg, uh, Glebe, Glebe and, and Spork, Spork appear at the top of the pit or whatever and reach down to grab her drooling their yellow drool. Ew, you and guys. And Ginger like tries to fight them with a root that she finds and is and like hits them but Spork ends up grabbing her. And as he's pulling her up, a cloud passes over and they say, made, made in, in the shade, shade, made in the shade, made, made in the shade. And then they drop her. And she's like, what? Why didn't they eat my ass? And they said, they said, you're made in the shade. It's a free pass, but you only get one. You still have to tag someone. And she's like, but how do I get out of this stupid old pit? And Fleg's like, ugh, okay, fine. So Fleg reaches down and presses a purple rock that's on the floor of the pit. And the floor starts to rise and rises up to the ground. So in this magical future woods, there's like technology or magic or something. I don't know. They have a universal language adapter. So who knows? Yeah. There's like weird technology happening here. I'm like, okay, cool. So they re- scatter off I think off it's weird how they the like help her a lot too. I know. She scatters like, off into the woods. They're like, fair. I mean, yes, they're playing. Poker. I guess so. But like they, they tickle, they help tickle her out of the snakes. They help get her out of this pit. They don't have to do that. That's true. It's nice of them. Yeah. So she so chases sweet. them like and follows picnic. them through that stone tunnel that we mentioned earlier. <clears throat> and then they just scatter off and she runs after Flag, sort of loses him, chases Spork, loses him. And then she finds a little blur, blue furry head behind a bush. And it's like, yes, I'm going to tag it. I'm going to tag it. I'm going to tag this little baby beast. And then she realizes, oh, wait, that is the baby beast. And it doesn't seem to be taller than three feet. You so have it's to be too short three to feet. play. Oh, damn it. But if there's a baby around, there there's must be There's got to be an around. adult beast around. Unless you live in the apartment next to mine where there seem to be no adults and only screaming babies that scream all day and all night. Too scary. So she hears Spork mumbling to himself behind a rock not too far from there. And she sneaks up to him and then tags him and says, you're it. And she's like, I got it. And he says, sorry, doesn't count. She's like, why not? Why not? He goes, you tagged me from the West. This is the beast from the East, bitch. And she says, no. And so she's like, which way? I don't even know which way is the East. So she gets up on that some rock, looks to where the sun is. She's like, all right. Let's see. If the sun's there, then West is there. Nature and I can determine which direction is West. And then she does this really kind of <laughs> stupid, weird thing where, where she's she- thinking really fast and she's like, hmm, and comes up with this shit on the fly. She's like, how do I throw him off and like get to the east side of him to tag him? So she says, hey, Spork, I have an idea. Do you want to play one of my games now? And he says, but we're still playing this one. She says, I'll pause it. It's kind of boring anyway, isn't it? My game is lots more fun. It's called Freeze Frame. We spin around, and when I say stop, we freeze and see if one of us can keep our balance and not fall over. And he goes, that sounds fun. Let's try it. She says, okay, here we go. Spin. And she makes Spork spin and says, faster, faster. And he spins and spins and spins. And then she says, game, unpaused. And then he, like, stops or whatever. And I don't know. Oh, oh, she screams out loud, game, unpaused, meaning that she has unpaused the Beast from the East game. And then says, freeze. And Spork freezes in place. And she tags him from the East. 
and says, you're it. And and he's officially it. She's one. She, she's no longer the beast from the east. Some so, some, some quick, crazy thinking. Like, so weird. And she's like, all right, I'm going to go grab Nat. And he says, Spork, he says, no, 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 you can't grab, you can't do that yet. And he says, the, the game's not, not even over yet. The sun hasn't set. So we're still playing. And Fleg appears and says, Ginger, you have until the count of Trell before you can be chased again. Gling, Prue, Z, Freen, Trell. And Ginger runs and runs and runs and runs and runs fast, ends up back at the stream, and hears Spork sort of calling for her and runs and sees that that rock tunnel's only a few feet away. And I'm like, I can't figure out these woods. No, there's no point. Like, where are we? There's no point. And so she go, she so sort of tiptoes quietly through this rock tunnel very quietly and sort of hides on the other side of it in these dense trees and hides behind some umbrella plant. And here's the ground under the umbrella plant and sees the beast, you know, tearing through that tunnel and racing past her. And then out of nowhere, she feels arms around her and they throw her to the ground. She's like, no, but it's Pat. It's Pat. And Ginger's like, oh my gosh, Pat, we lost you. And she tells him everything. And he's like, what are you talking about? He's like, you're fucking crazy. And then, but then she, he hears the, the beasts coming. And he goes, oh no, now I believe you. Now do you believe me? Now you can take my picture. And they hide in this clump of trees and into some bushes. But like, And they're, as they're hiding in the bushes, uh, Flag stomps by. And Ginger feels something big, warm, and furry against her leg. Mm. And she looks over and it's a creature. Okay, follow this, you guys. It's the body of a dog. He's about as big as a German <laughs> shepherd, body of a dog. Face of a squirrel who speaks to her. In a scratchy, squeak, squeaky voice. And says, in here, quick. And there's a little cave hidden behind this orange bush where it's they're hiding. It's the hiding cave. Come into the hiding cave and Pat and Ginger are like, do we trust him? Our and asses don't have a choice. We have to hide now. So they hide in the cave while this squirrel dog keeps guard. And it's sour and damp inside the cave. But then, of course... Of course, as if you guys didn't see this coming. Ginger notices something tickling her ear. And then something bites her shoulder. And then she hears this buzzing and and skittering. And her whole body is itching and Pat is squirming and wriggling and a slap in too. And the squirrel dog goes, oh, I forgot to tell you. The hiding place is a hiding place for bugs too. (laughs) So the bugs are clicking and whistling and crawling all over millions of insects. And I'm shrieking. And Ginger's like, help, help. He says, shh, the beast from the east will hear you. And then uh, Spork shows up. So like, Literally, like, Ginger and Pat have to bite the inside of their cheeks to keep from screaming while they hear this conversation happen outside. And and Spork is like, have you seen strangers here? Answer me. And as he's saying that, a big fat wet bug lands on Ginger's face and clings to her face, and she literally can't pull it that's off. One of, you know that's one of my worst nightmares of all a time. A fat wet bug falling on your face and clinging no, to your face. No, the nightmare that I – remember when I was a kid, the one thing that scares me? Praying mantises. And that one, I fell asleep one night with the window open in North Carolina when I was a little and kid. And one landed on your pillow and couldn't pull off. And I couldn't pull it off the pillow. And then I had a nightmare that it was stuck to my face and I couldn't pull it off of my face. I didn't know that. Nightmares for literally the rest of my entire life. Triggering. Wow. So Spork's like, what's in there? And the squirrel dog says, uh, bugs, thousands of bugs. And Fleg, who is with Spork, says, what's that smell? And squirrel do- the squirrel dog says, insects. The humans went that way. Must find them. And Spork is like, no way a human is going to make me the beast from the east. So they run off and the coast is clear and scream out, only Trell minutes. So I guess Trell is five. I, I can't answer that. I think it's five. So Ginger and Pat shake off the bugs and rub their run out of the cave, rub their bodies against their tree, the trees, and freak out. 
Cat takes off his boot and, and Arlstein says hundreds of black bugs pour out. I fucking hate it. It's too scary. I don't like it. And the squirrel dog says, you guys better hide. And you only so have to they, the cat of trail to get to the gullow willow. So they run t- through the woods. They come to some really high bushes and see behind these bushes is a huge willow tree with these branches that sweep low to the ground. They're like, this must be the gullow willow. So they hide behind this long, low rock that is next to the tree, and they're just going to wait for the sun to set. Smart. I think that's what I would do. Same here. And so the sky turns from purple to gray into officially nighttime. Turn, turn, turn to to gray. gray. Officially to nighttime. And Ginger screams, we're safe. We're safe. We've (laughs) made it. And she jumps out and cheers. We're safe. We're safe. We're safe. And then as she does that, Spork jumps out and tags her and says, you're You're it. it. You're the beast from the east. And she says, "Uh uh-huh. And then Fleg steps out and says, game over game, game over, over. Game. and ginger says no fair the sun had set and flag goes no 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 the rule is the game ends when i say game over you, you know, know that. that now your ass is gonna get eight so flag picks up ginger throws him over over his shoulder spork throws pat over his shoulder and he says he was your helper we always eat the helper too and they go to this clearing with this stone pit that is filled with blue and yellow flames sure why not sure and they're set down on a stump and they hear so much thunder rumbling and they realize no that's not thunder it's their stomachs they're so hungry they're bungers and they're like oh my gosh it's flell day we always barbecue on flell day so they set the pot on fire with those blue and yellow flames and open gourds and pour out the yellow juice into the pot and add some sticks yeah so they pour some of those they have this pot they pour some of these gourds Open these gourds, pour them in. Just like I just said. I know, but it wasn't very clear. Wow, it's his <laughs> podcast now. No, it's ours. Uh-huh. Right. She says, I'm so sorry, Pat. I'm sorry I lost the game. And they say, the broth is ready. Flell day. Flell day. Flell day. They, and um, they're like, who brought the barbecue sauce? I'm starving. Don't you think it's funny that these are like some wild beasts, but they have barbecue and they also like earlier they're like maybe some sweet and sour sauce would be delicious mmm barbecue sauce who even knows I mean these are like fairy tale monsters and like colorful crazy kooky woods with advanced technology with human interests and Nubloff covers and Nubloff colors Colors. wow that wasn't very clear (laughs) (laughs) Fleg picks up Ginger and Nat screams Wait, whoa, stop. And he appears. Nat is here. Nat's here to save the day. And Fleg puts Ginger down and and Spork says, capture him, capture him. So they snatch up Nat and place him down on the stump with Pat and Ginger. And Nat says, yeah, I was able to push out of that stupid little cage. The boards were very weak. Um, So I was able to push myself out. And they say, stop talking. It's dinner. And then Fleg kind of looks at him. And goes, wait a second. And this is the moment that I was waiting for when I started reading the book because I was like, R.L. Stein would not write them to be twins unless it was some kind of plot device, right? And so Flag is like, wait a second. There's two of you. You doubled. You did a classic clone. Why didn't you tell us? Why didn't you tell us that you were level three? If you can double yourselves, you belong in level three. I'm so embarrassed. We're only level one. We're just beginners, not experts like you. That's why we play during the day. We're not ready to play at night like you guys are because you're level three. Goodbye. So they kind of say, just bye, bye. See you guys later. And Ginger's like, that's it. 
we're free. And Flag's like, uh-huh, yep, bye. And they're like, um, okay, well, thanks to our classic clone, I guess we're free. And they're like, um, how do we find our parents? And Flag's like, that's easy. Just follow the path. It'll take you back to your world. And we're like, um, okay. And they just point them to a path, a narrow dirt path. And they're like, all right, here we go. So sure. They, they run off and they're living. They're so happy. And they're like, we're going to make it back to mom and dad. That was so crazy. We're Can't free. We we're free. What a crazy, crazy night. But then a blue creature jumps out in front of them on the path. And they and and Ginger's like, oh no, wait, I can handle this. Step aside, she says. You have to let us go. You see, my brother and I are level three players. And now I'm gonna read the first paragraph and last paragraph of the book. Yes, I'm gonna have my classic clone read it. When I was a really little girl, my mom would tuck me into bed at night. She would whisper, Good night, Ginger. Good night. Don't let the bed bugs bite. You're level three. Hey, that's great. So am I, the beast exclaimed. Tag, you're it. Uh, and that's how the book ends, y'all. Can I share a little memory of when we were little babies reading this book? Of course. Um, when we discovered that Goosebumps books existed and we wanted to read all of them, whatever, how we kind of divvied it up was Daniel got to read the odd ones first and I got to read the even ones first. And so... When it, th- you were reading The Beast from the East, I was so... I remember I was in my room. I, you were in your room, and I was so anxious to read it that I sat at the door in your bathroom waiting for you to finish it, and I was nervous because I was like... At that point, I was like, I knew Goosebumps books had crazy twist endings, and I was like, is is Daniel going to like the twist ending? I hope it's a good twist ending. And I heard you laugh alone in your room when you read the ending of it, <laughs> and I remember thinking, like, it's a good twist ending because Daniel just laughed at it. Oh, that's so cute. Although, this is not one of my ultimate favorites, I it's don't think like that. It's definitely not one of my favorites. I'd much rather have a haunted house or a headless ghost or something like that, but that's the beauty of... of goosebumps you know what i mean like this series i told you in the 40s we get weird and kooky and crazy we get even weirder with things like chicken chicken later and like go it's even further into sci-fi weirder yeah i'll take it like take i love it all of it i love 25 years of beautiful beautiful goosebumps i cannot believe five years of we've talked about 43 books already if you guys have joined it. us for every single episode like we see you god bless you god bless us all for going through 43 books i know and we're you know we're not gonna stop Anytime soon. No, can't stop, won't stop. We have so many more. Even after the 62, we have so many more goosebumps to do. And next next episode, we have Say Cheese and Die again. again. 40 books later, the sequel to Say Cheese and Die. So ludicrous. Shrequel. Well, you guys, thank you so much for listening. Yeah, if you want to email us, you can. At welcome to deadcast at gmail.com. Or if you want to bug us on Instagram, please do. My Instagram is Matthew underscore Scott underscore Montgomery. And my Twitter is I robot you jane we get lots of fun questions on twitter and i respond to goosebumps tweets faster than any other kind of tweets i yes i we love it please keep tweeting us instagram write us a review on itunes you can follow me on on stuff it's danny mac 769 say hey and subscribe and tell your friends tell and all your friends and find your own fun way to celebrate 25 years of goosebumps and tell, tell us, us how you're how doing it you celebrate yeah how are you gonna do it tell us shade. well me and my classic clone will catch you guys next time If you dare.